podcast episode 48. <laughs> oh, I can't hear Stu. Yes. Is, is that better? <laughs> oh, we're so professional. Love it. Uh, we're not starting again. Though. I couldn't see the light from over here, but yeah, you were muted. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, anyway, I thought you were going to do the surprise bitch from as uh, the, the Nyla likes to do. All right. She nah. loves doing that. Surprise. Did you ever hear her shouting that a lot during matches now? When she just trucks <laughs> She's people from surprise behind? Bitch. <laughs> surprise bitch! She's good crack. Uh, aye. So, what episode are we? 48. 48. Jesus. So, hang on. Technically, I was thinking about this the other day. How many big podcasts did we do? 52? That sounds like a reasonable guess. And this is number 48 of the weekly podcast. Are we on number 100, technically? I can't be probably if you added them up, maybe. Holy shit. But technically, we're just on number 48. Is this like a, a reboot, then, of our podcast? Yeah, pretty much. This is the reboot? Uh, I like this. Okay. So we are on 48, then. That, that sounds fine to me. I can work with that. I mean, uh, before we didn't really have any consistency or anything. So it's not no, like, we were all of it. It was just when anyone was free. Not like anything mattered. No, true. Um, oh man, I bet you them early ones are hard to listen to. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even. I would wouldn't not even attempt it. Baller. Uh, <laughs> I said that very first one's probably like a fucking fever dream. Oh here. Jesus! Hey? One microphone, and there was about 10 people in the room. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure at one point, boys were going in and out to the kitchen to sit and have drinks and snacks and all. So boys were coming and going just... And it was like three and a half hours long. <laughs> it was like the Talking Shop podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Except they don't do three and a half hours. They, you're lucky if you get three and a half minutes out of it. I know. <laughs> After their 10-minute intro. What the fuck is up with their podcast? It's like, hey, they spent half the podcast doing an intro and then... Talk to their guests for five minutes. Then that's it. They get bored. Uh, what a life. Uh, yeah, so Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I guess we had to mention it. I had no idea what Everyone happened. Fucking sick of it already, though. I, I woke up and uh, uh, fucking... I, I heard someone talk, talking about something being slapped when I was walking past. Uh, Fiona was working, the missus. And I heard somebody, she, she watches the, the TV on the laptop and stuff. And I heard somebody about somebody being slapped at the Oscars. And I was just like, oh, Jesus. And I just thought nothing else of it. And then obviously Eugene put the, the, the picture into our chat. And I was like, fuck, that looks like Chris Rock. Also, it must have been him got slapped. And then I, I didn't even know that was Will Smith. I had to read up on it then. But I am pretty damn sure that's not the first time that Chris Rock has been smacked before for talking shit. This is probably a, you know occupational hazard for a comedian you might get slapped yeah uh i did bet you that it's just weird that it was well smith's meant to be like the nicest fucking guy on earth <laughs> he didn't even say anything bad he didn't, like i don't know do, does jada pinkett smith have her head shaved no Is she's she alopecia s- right right so he said he said a joke about g.i.g and thing he just got up and slapped him slapped him i think it's a work you think it's a work? They're booked for WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that. Well, it's funny you should say that. I was on Twitter then, and Taz thinks it's a work, too. <laughs> Taz I, I completely... It's a total work. And what is it? He says, if Will Smith wants training, he'll take him in the Team Taz dojo. <laughs> hey, 
Oscars is boring as fuck. Aye, that made it exciting. Now everyone's talking about the Oscars. Fuck, you're right, hey? Connect the dots. Follow the money. Follow the money. What is it Bishop says? Controversy creates cash. Yep. There you go. Boom. That's what it is. They want people. So next year, everyone will be tuning in to see uh, who gets slapped <laughs> this year. <laughs> Fuck yes. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they show up WrestleMania because every other fucking match of WrestleMania has a celebrity in it. Oh, that's true. They're fucking Logan Paul, Jesus Christ. They're loving that shit. Like these people, celebrities have no business in the ring like Logan Paul. Um, what do you call that rapper guy? Well, at least he trained. The Miz. No fucking place <laughs> in the <laughs> ring <laughs> at all. He's like a reality that. TV star. That's Fuck true, him. though. That's true. But it was, I was, I was, <laughs> I was nicely done. The Miz. Um, ah, so well, that that happened. But we'll get on to some real good news now. Actually, yeah. we're going to do a new segment here, and we're going to talk about what we've been playing, mm-hmm. which is kind of went off and on segment. But was like, let's we talk about bad shit too much. So let's yeah. talk about actual stuff we've been enjoying, mm-hmm. uh, and. They'll also give you an excuse to maybe play some more things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to talk and about. We're not obviously just talking about new shit that's came out, just stuff that we've been playing. So that, that, that's it's new to me, damn it. Ah, it's new to me, damn it. So, uh, you go first then. Well, I'll, I'll quickly talk about uh, a game I've been playing on the Switch when I've been quote-unquote working. Uh, I've been playing Tetris 99, and I'm not very good at Tetris at the best of times, but Tetris 99 is a Battle Royale version of Tetris, and I know... The whole Battle Royale thing's kind of done, but it's kind of cool to see other people make different ver- completely different versions of it. So mm. technically, you're just playing a game of Tetris, and there's 99 other people playing a game of Tetris. And obviously in Tetris, when you get rid of your lines, they go to another player, but this will strategically pick your sort of rival so someone who's maybe just doing as well or as bad as you, you are now rivals. I think you can do it manually as well. Uh, there's something up the top and I can't figure it out. But you're playing Tetris, so how are you supposed to do two things at uh, once? Uh, what, how am I supposed to pick where I want my shit to go and deal with shit falling? But it's really fucking cool. Like, it's a game, well, a game's probably not supposed to last, you know, two or three minutes. But for me, a game lasts two or three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a quick jump in game of Tetris. I'll get back to doing work. Uh, we're kind of quiet at the minute. I'll have a game of Tetris. So, yeah, I've been playing away at that. Um, obviously, still playing Elden Ring. I mean, we've been singing Elden Ring's praises for a couple of weeks now, and we will probably continue to sing Elden Ring's praises for weeks and weeks and weeks to come. Getting a bit further in it. Uh, <clears throat> we uh, we were kicking some ass the last night we were playing. We took down... He's not Mergot the third time. He's a different name or... Okay, but who's uh, sucker for punishment? Aye, the sucker for punishment guy. Yeah, he got sort of minor spoilers there. He uh, comes back again and again and again. That's kind of cool though. He's kind of like this nemesis of Elden Ring. Mm. I don't know if he'll be back again. Don't know. I know. I've got his clothes now, so if he's coming back, he's coming back naked. <laughs> that could happen. No one it wants to see that. It's George R. R. Martin. Apparently, he's involved in this. So. <laughs> There could be, he could be using his wiener as a weapon next. Yeah, what's going on? George R. R. Martin made this and there's no dicks in it. Yet. Weird. Yet. George R. R. Martin did fuck all. I he put it. his name on it. That's Aye. it. And maybe said, what if he had a sword made of swords like my throne made of the swords? I bet you he didn't even come up with that. I bet you that was Miyazaki going, hey, that would be a cool wee reference yeah. to your thing, wouldn't it? Look at that. And he's like, shut up, George. You finish that book yet? <laughs> That's why they brought him You in. fucking bastard. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> We're going to put you in this office so you can write this book. 
Anyone asked your help us for this game? He, he's releasing another spin-off book. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> like, I'm not even into these books, but this is getting ridiculous. What age is he? Uh, he's in his 70s. He has to get this fucking funny. He's not finishing this. Either that or he'll just go, uh, your TV shows your finish. Uh, oh, a, a lot of people weren't happy about this. Um, but obviously the other big game I've been playing is indeed Ghostwire Tokyo. came out on Friday. Um from Tango Gameworks. Uh it's it is really good. Um it's it's another open world game and open worlds aren't normally my thing, but it does that thing I'm happy about where if I go exploring and there's nothing there, I can just fast travel. I can fast mm. travel anytime. So I like that. Isn't it like a pretty small, densely packed it's open not world? Not the though? biggest map either. Like it's it's just it is literally Shibuya. Shibuya. It is literally Shibuya. You start off on that famous uh, the big, crossing. Yep, you start off in the famous big cross. It's called Shibuya Crossing. This is what I would be curious about. I I am going to lend you this. How well would you remember your way around Shibuya? Um, because apparently this is laid out pretty goddamn closely to. I've only been out in Shibuya at night once, I think. Um, that is true. Actually, cities are very different at night than they are during the day. And then I've I've been. In Shibuya a number of times, but mm. I might be able to. I just uh, think that's a pretty cool thing. That there's there's definitely stuff I would probably recognize. Mm. But the like, game starts on the famous crosswalk, and um, it's <laughs> it's very Mikami, though. It's just madness. Like, <laughs> do the way like the first time you play Resident Evil. Like, if you had never read any spoilers about Resident Evil, you would be assumed that you're in a haunted house or, you know, <coughs> zombies have risen up or shit, right? Mm. And then you don't get the fucking revealed near the end that it's a lab and there's a big lab and all this here shit. Mm-hmm. This is very supernatural. Although he has done supernatural games before, but I'm still expecting... Yeah, I'm ghosts. expecting something at the end. <laughs> like, oh, you're in a <laughs> VR world or something. But well, the, he's kind of already done that too. Yeah, he done that's his evil within games. He did that shit. It's not really VR, but it's like you're in a brain. You're in someone else's brain. <laughs> uh, he, he loves his madness, but the Mikami madness is in there. Um, but it, it, the combat on it is really good. Like the combat is a lot of people say, oh, like, it can get repetitive and boring and all the rest of it. And I did. I'm kind of glad I read this. The the wee woman you recommended, that inner sphere woman, sphere hunter, sphere hunter. Inner Sphere. What the? F- what's the Inner Sphere? It's like Jericho's new dr- new group after this one. <laughs> um, but the Inner the uh, Sphere Hunter, Sphere Hunter. Um, she did say, "Listen, uh, play this game on hard because it's a bit easy on normal." Mm. So I fl- threw it onto hard, and it, the combat's so like, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, like two hits in your dead. The way I'm playing it, so it's very. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When something snappy, the combat is snappy. Yeah, but see the movement isn't the movement. It's the uh, one fucking bad thing about this game. I heard that I is clunk. It feels sluggish. Yeah. No, you can go into the customization and you can turn the acceleration up and all that there, right? And it does help a good bit. I mean, compared to what I was playing at this, because when I first was playing, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Went in. Turn the acceleration up, turn the sensitivity up and all the rest of it. So, so it does feel a lot better. But see when you're doing like, like there's those stairwells, you know, the, the, like for 
tower blocks and shit. Yeah. Getting up those can be a pain in the arse. You keep <laughs> like walking into corners and stuff. So they have they have said they're aware of this and they're hopefully going to release an update in a couple of weeks for snappier movement. Mm. But that's the only downside I have to this game. Yo, is he trying to copy Resident Evil? Since it changed to first person, and it ain't exactly like first person controls in Resident Evil. There's there is that element of sluggishness mm. to your movement in uh, seven and eight. Well, he did in the Evil Within two. There is a first part when you beat the game, you can play the whole thing in first person. So you can, but it doesn't feel mm. right because Evil Within is a third person game. Yeah, when you just fire it in the first person, it. It's not. It obviously doesn't feel anywhere near as bad as that, but it's just, it's just there's something about the movement that's kind of. But it's not enough to stop you playing because the game is so fucking good, so good. Like, uh, the the enemy. I think it's the the enemy types. This is gonna sound like I'm just kissing ass here. The combat is very. It makes me feel like Doom Eternal. You know the way they talked about that combat chess. Yeah, <laughs> there'll be a couple, a couple of different enemy types come at you, and you have to prioritize who you're taking down first, because people are bigger threats than others. But then there's different variants of one. Like so, you've seen the famous or the famous. You've seen the suit guys and the umbrellas, right? Yeah. So the guys in the full suits, if they're on their own, they will clump together and come at you, right? But if there is the what I call the ragged suit guys. So the guys that have got like their shirts hanging out and their ties are all sort of like they've had a rough day at the office or they're drunk or they're drunk. They'll take lead and the suited guys will stay behind and try and hit you and run back. So they'll react differently depending what enemies are on the combat field at the time. Mm. And then you get the big sort of heavier umbrella guys who are obviously, you know, the, the guys that can take more flack. The, the the ones that get me the most are what I call the bullet hell women. Oh, so shit. like they're these we they're like these wee small women and they're in wee dresses and I think they're meant to represent housewives that are frustrated because they're just at home all day and just treated like fucking slaves. That's I think that's what the game says. Mm. But they shoot out like loads of these balls and they come at you slowly but from all directions. So you have to sort of like bullet hell around them. <laughs> <laughs> and then try and get them. So if they're on the field, you make sure you get rid of them first. Then you deal with the umbrella guys. So the combat is really fucking good on it. But um, sto- I'm not going to lie. I'm fucking confused about the story. I have no idea what's yeah, fucking going on. Yeah, it's like a very vague sort of story. Yeah, some dude was a paranormal investigator and he's dead. So he's in your body now. And that's why you haven't disappeared with all of Tokyo. Um, but that again, that's a pretty cool thing because most po- post-apocalyptic games are set like 10, 20, 30 years after something happens. Mm. This has literally just happened. So Tokyo is still bustling and all the shops and all are still open. And it can be a bit eerie at times because like you go into a supermarket and there's like all these wee prams and they're all empty and there's all these wee kids clothes and all around them and stuff. And you're like, everybody's dead. Oh, shit. This is creepy. And then you'll pick up phones and read. Well, you don't know everyone's dead. Well, I know they're not because I'm collecting them and trying to trans. So you use telephone boxes, like I say, <laughs> Mikami Madness here. You use telephone boxes to transfer people's souls into a safe place until you can get them back. Uh. So you go and collect them, these souls, and then you sort of transfer them into a telephone box. And then that will give you uh, experience. So you level up. 
there's like a whole skill tree stuff and things as well, but there's no there's no enemy leveling and all that there. So it's not like you can run into the wrong area and you're like getting tanked. All the enemies are this. It's not an RPG in that sense. Yeah. Just kind of your 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 weapon strength and the the fucking hand shits all. You feel like magic kung fu the <laughs> way that the the magic works and all. But it, it's a really 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 cool game and. The wee side missions, again, open world and me and side missions aren't you know, normally a big thing, but again, there's a lot of Mikami madness in this. So there's like these talking... Oh, the, the side missions look really good. Ah, uh, there's a... What do you call Is it a tunuk, Tanuki? Tanuki. So there's loads of these, but they're like a mob. <laughs> so they're like wee raccoons or something, aren't they? Yeah, it's raccoon dog But they talk thing. to you, and they'll yeah. listen here, see? You gotta find my boys and round them all up, see? <laughs> <laughs> but of course... I have it in Japanese. I don't play it with English voice. Yeah. You're in fucking Tokyo, like for God's sake. Uh, plus, I hear the English voice acting is wild bad. I've heard it's pretty push, which is the normal. You know, they've obviously put a lot of work into the, the Japanese settings to get the voices or the mouth movements and all to match. Mm. So to me, that would annoy me anyway. It'd be like bad dubbing over a film. Yeah, but uh, really, really good game. The side missions short but sweet, but. Some of them you're investigating like a crime scene to see how someone died. Some of them there's like a, a haunting that you have to go in and exercise a ghost and things like that. But yeah, it, the, the movement is definitely the worst thing. But other than that, this whole... A lot of people are complaining, oh, you have to keep cleansing these gates. The gates are big combat battles. It's like, you know, the gore nests in Doom? Mm. It's like those. You go, you start this gate and next thing you're in a big fight. And like I say, the combat's really good. So you're like, yeah, bring it on. But the last enemy I came across is like this woman with her face wrapped up and she's in a trench coat and she's these big garden shears. And she can like take you down in one hit if you're not careful. She's And she takes a lot of punishment. So I have to use more like, so you, you start with wind, which is kind of like your pistol. Then you get the water, which is like your shotgun. You get fire, which is like a grenade. And then I have, a for desperation, you have a bow and arrow. <laughs> but that's like desperation shit and then recently I just got like these talismans which is kind of like your grenades so they're like stun grenade or there's these ones where you can like create bushes and hide in them and then mm. stealthy kill people but it's really really good game and as I was saying before we started just the graphics options as well for people who you know want to get the full like you can put on 120 frames a second mode if you want but you want the ray tracing in this game because it's set in Tokyo at night with all the lights just the reflections are fucking jaw-dropping. It's a jaw-droppingly good-looking game. So I'm really, really glad yeah. that Mikami's done it again. He's that, not maybe, you know, it's maybe not the whole whole genre-defining thing that he's done in the past, but he's definitely taken a spin on a first-person shooter and an open-world game. Well, neither was Evil Within. No, it true. It wasn't really just a... You know, make a decent game people enjoy. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's... He says himself, he knows he's not the young man he used to be, and Tango Gameworks doesn't have the funding that he had in Capcom. Mm. I remember I was telling you about the interview he had where he was talking about the wee woman that left and all. She was feeling pressured from the publisher because they wanted to add a bunch of things into it and all the rest of it, and she felt pressured and left. Yeah. So he says himself, you know, Tango doesn't have the money that Capcom had, and he can't do what he wanted to do and all the rest of it, but he's having fun making games and he wants to work on wee indie titles now and there's a couple of wee tv ads you watch in this game and you're all Are these trailers for things you want to make because they look like <laughs> we sort of 2d sort of pixely type games and some of them actually look fun so you never know he could be teasing us for upcoming games as well but 
well worth it well worth the wait so happy and really really good game Ish. sorry I talked about it quite a bit there <laughs> <laughs> been looking forward to that one since it was announced so I have actually been playing stuff that isn't Elden Ring <laughs> I like you know I, I, I needed I yep. need something that wasn't difficult for a while because I'm <laughs> I'm up in the area where you're going towards you know millennia Mm. (laughs) (laughs) fuck me um yeah so i I started playing a game called insomnium right uh which was made by spike chunsoft have you ever heard of um ds games called i think it's virtue's last reward and 999 yeah uh i think it's with the same crowd right um it definitely has a very much of the same feel. So it's it's that uh, you're an investigator in the police in this uh, special unit in the police, and the, the difference is is you can go into people's subconscious and solve puzzles in there to try and get Sorry. clues and stuff. Um, you're investigating a murder. You have no memory from uh, further back than six years ago because something happened. You've only got one eye. You're you have a prosthetic eye and it's an AI that talks to you and that's who you control when you're in other people's brains. Um, and there's all sorts of like everything's all sort of interconnected as it is in like you know the way the Virtuous Last Reward and nine 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 that the, you'd have a cast of characters and they all seem like they're all completely different people. And then as you're going through the doing the weird saw type escape games, mm. everyone sort of everyone's linked together somehow so it's it's having that sort of um same thing there's all this uh branch and personal and you've got your flow chart to see which way you're going um this run through i'm doing i'm like people are dying everywhere (laughs) i don't know if it's my fault or if it's supposed to be like that (laughs) there's large saws involved um yeah i'm uh, enjoying that um like the the puzzles now aren't aren't that difficult um when you dive in you've got uh six minutes uh and anytime you move or do anything the time counts down and then if you want to take an action it'll cost a certain amount of seconds then you get these power-ups that can you know half the amount of time it takes or quarter it or double it um so there's you know that wouldn't really be a power-up i guess that's the opposite of a power-up um but yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward puzzle stuff. You're like just investigating weird objects in this sort of weird person, like in a person's dream to unlock these doors till you get to the the answer of whatever you're fucking trying to answer in in the in the dream or for the the case. But yeah, it's it's been pretty good so far. I enjoyed those those games on the DS, um, and I believe they've actually like the. The re-release of those have been added to Game Pass. Ooh. Yeah, the nonary games. Zero Escape nonary games. Um, so I might actually play those again. Wait. Uh, the other game I played, which has also been added to Game Pass, which kind of knew this was going to happen, was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh after you know avengers didn't do too well yep. and they put that on game pass yep 
And then, even though, like, I'm pretty sure Guardians did pretty well. I'm pretty sure it did, I. But sold well, Square, got good reviews. Square Enix don't. They they said they were disappointed with its performance. Wait, they fucking hate their Western developers. They seriously do. Who who done Crystal Dynamics? Crystal, was it? Crystal Dynamics. It was uh, Eidos Montreal. Ah, which is the they Deus Ex guys. Yeah. Yeah, so they made Guardians. They made Guardians. Yeah, um, but Square Enix owns ah, all of that. So was it Crystal Dynamics <laughs> done Avengers? Yes. Right, 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 right. Okay. Um, the DSX guys done Guardians then? Hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just full-on single-player? It's none a of this. full-on single-player, go through this level, uh, finish it, and then you'll do the next level. Yeah. Straightforward, old school. Don't have to think too much ah. about your strategy going. And it's like, it's like after Elden Ring, it's it's kind of nice just to play something where I can just like consistent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I just don't have to be um, on the edge of my seat the entire I time. Thinking strategies and all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's actually pretty good. Uh, really I've heard well. Good things. Yeah, it's it looks amazing. Jesus Christ, Ooh. the characters in this and the facial animation looks so good, and it does that. that one of the things, that, favorite things to see in games is because it's not a big spawn open world and everything's very, very um, linear, bespoke and linear. Mm-hmm. The the places mm. are so fucking detailed and dense, and all the details on the ship, sweet, and it's really cool because they've spent a lot of time. Handcrafting those things. That's one of the things I love about Naughty Dog games mm. as well. They're really good at that. Um, I see they obviously they don't fall into the Avengers thing and go, I will try and make them as close as we can to the movie characters without, you know, yeah. having to pay. We'll, uh, this is their own interpretation. Aye. And it's uh, like it's the Gamora design. It's Gamora from the comics. Aye. The Drax design is Drax from the comics. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, that it doesn't look a thing like what's his face, Batista. No, uh, Peter Quill. Oh, uh, Pratt. Yeah, doesn't look like Chris Pratt, which good mm. <laughs> voice of Mario, Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Fucking. <laughs> and I'm gonna say, the guy that does his voice, mm-hmm. way better Star Lord than Chris Pratt. Ooh. Also sounds weirdly like Chris Jericho. Okay. I, I looked to the point where I had to look it up. I was like, is that fucking, like, really sounds like Chris Jericho. Go back and watch the trailers, and it's like, I, I don't know. There's like, there's certain there's things he says, like ways he says words. It's like, mm. that, that's the way Jericho says it. I don't know, maybe, it, maybe he's Canadian or something. <laughs> oh, that's a good point, actually. I could be a Canadian thing. Um... Yeah, so th- that's a really good game. The, the combat is fine. Hmm. Um, sh- shooting stuff, uh, you can control. You control Star Lord, and then you're basically holding down uh, the left bumper or L one, um, and that brings slows down time, brings up your menu. You can go into each of the guardians and use one of their powers, and then nice. those go go on cooldown. But yeah, it's it's simple, straightforward. Here's a you know battle arena, then some mild platforming, puzzle solving battle arena story. But mm. but it's it's enjoyable and it's really well made. Mm. That's all you want, yeah. Happy days. 
So I would recommend that. Hmm, sweet. So I start talking about some news here then. Ah. Some shit. Well, actually, there's not much shit. Uh, so right after we were done recording, or as we were finishing up as recording, like to do. Uh, CD Projekt Red announced a new Witcher game. Ooh. Uh, it was just a picture of a medallion that didn't look like a wolf. Everyone's like, oh, it's a cat. And then people were like, you fools. That doesn't even look like the cat one because, like, Siri has the, the cat medallion. And it's like, it's, it's a lynx. Was like, and then they came out and said, yes, it's a lynx. Uh, so, school of the lynx. Witcher school of the lynx. The funny thing, though, is that is not from the books. It's not in any official canon. It is uh, a fan fiction. So, uh, there you go. The Ooh. next Witcher game is based on fan fiction. Damn. Which, uh, yeah, gives them a certain amount of freedom. True, actually. I, you can... I'm thinking, does this mean... We get to create the main character? That's a good point. Maybe you're not Geralt this time. Have you always been Geralt in 1, 2, and 3? Yes. Okay, so it's always been Geralt. The, the the story of The Witcher is very, very focuses on Geralt okay. And, okay. and the people around him. Would you <coughs> be happy creating your own, or would you like to see more of Geralt? Uh, I'd, I'd be more than happy to create my own. I, you do enjoy that. that Geralt's a great character. Mm. Um, you have him in there, but you just know you're creating a new person. I don't think they should. I think they should like distance themselves from... Like there, there's more to explore there. Mm. Don't focus on the the one thing we, we've done the Geralt story. I don't know. There's he's done more stuff, but maybe a wee cameo or something. True. But I like that uh, that Netflix uh, animated one After that one was. Touch, yeah, I hear it's very good. Yeah, the like well, Geralt is in that, but it's focuses on um, the Desimir. Ah, yeah, the, who trained Geralt? Um, so. Yeah, explore some more of that world, but yeah, nothing else known about it yet. Except that they are not using the Red Engine, which is their own internal engine. They will be using Unreal Engine 5, which is new. And that anything to do with how Cyberpunk turned out? Maybe. Who Mm, knows? Maybe. So we talked about last week. Gran Turismo 7 and their update that made the grind for credits harder. Mm. And uh, Well, they heard us. They heard us. They heard us. We, we're definitely responsible for this. Yep. This is because of us. We give them a good old roasting yep. on the podcast. Yep. And this week, they have come out with another update, which increases the rewards. Yep. Gives everyone a million credits. Um. And a few other things. So we're going to increase uh, rewards in the latter half of the world circuits by approximately 100%. So you're getting double, you're getting double, double your credits. Uh, addition of high rewards for clearing the circuit experience on all gold, all bronze, whatever that means. I have not played this game yet. Increase the rewards on online races. Uh, eight new one-hour endurance races. Mm-hmm. Uh, upper limit of non-paid credits in player what? Wallet from 20 million to 100 million. Mm. I didn't even know that was a thing where you could only have a maximum yeah. of 28 million non. Some uh, cars are 19 million as well. Yeah, bastards. Yeah. 
increase the quality of used and legend cars on offer at any given time. Not sure what that means. Uh, beyond that, there will be more World Circuit events added, full-on endurance events, uh, including 24-hour races, online time trials, uh, proper payouts, and most significantly, the player will be able to sell cars in their virtual garages for credits. So I wonder, do you, do you get double cars in this like you would in... Uh, mm, I think that's what they were Forza. saying. See, the thing you can do in Forza during some credits is you can take a car... And you can get doubles in cars. And then you can upgrade it and whatnot and do whatever. And then they have a uh, an auction house where you can sell to other players. Ooh. Which is pretty cool. Hmm. So, like, if you know how to make a car perfect for drifting, for example, you can yep. go, like, here's a perfect drift car. And then someone like me who hasn't a clue it will go, I'll buy your perfect drift car. Nice. Well, it's good to see that they finally sort of went, I'm sorry about being dicks there, lads. It's good timing because I just bought a racing wheel. Yep. <laughs> right. Speaking of <laughs> being dicks. Being dicks. Jesus Christ. Not unofficial. Just unfair and stuff. But when 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 developers start talking like this, you usually know the writings on the wall. So dice are saying they learn valuable lessons from Battlefield twenty forty two, which will they not? They will not be uh, applying the learnings to Battlefield 42. They're no. applying these to the next game, which is in pre-production. Yep. So, which uh, they... Nice ha- knowing you, 2042. Yep. Uh, 2042 looks to be probably... probably yeah, it's probably dead. Yep. I think so. Uh, Good luck selling that next game. Uh, I think they basically turn around and says, we know the, you know, the... The hero type characters didn't go down well. We we know it was a disaster at launch and all the rest. And I was like, yeah, well, if you knew all this, why'd you do it? You know, <coughs> if you're gonna turn and go, oh, we oh, we know it was wasn't great at launch. Well, instead of just going right, we'll move on to our next game. Why don't you fix it? They saw the likes of Rainbow Six Siege, yes, and its esports mm-hmm. madness and stuff and overwatch and all and went we need to make one of those yep and straight away from battlefield um and that didn't work like it doesn't i'm not gonna the the class the whole sorry not the class system but the whole you know character thing it doesn't bother me that much no it it doesn't but (laughs) don't just abandon a game that's the thing we've been there from the well, not the very, very start, but we've been there since pretty early days through some serious fucking shit and all. And they're just sort of going, aye, thanks for <sighs> sticking with it. Bye. Yeah. Well, no, well, I had this day one. We Actually, we did, didn't we? Yeah. We pre-ordered this. This day one. Game collection. And we the, got this a day early. And paid money. Paid full price. Yep. Well. Or, well, as close to that. Yep. Jeez, if I paid seven, I'd be... Um, what about those people that paid it to get a week early? Oh, Jesus Christ, hey. Fucking hell. This is why people were asking for refunds. Not true, yeah. Because you went, you bought into this, especially those people, but like the, that was them getting a week early mm. and whatever uh, battle passes were going to come up the season. Hey, what's happening with all that then? I Holy fuck. I don't know. Um, and that's where you ask refunds because you, you, they're definitely single here. They have no intention of fixing this if they've already moved on to the next game. Mm. Um, it's like the, the, that last Call of Duty as well. They basically as soon, like, that was all really negative, except they did this even sooner. They started talking about the next game, like, immediately. And it's like, 
come on, guys. Like, if they don't do anything with 2042, like, it's supposed to be a fucking live game, as in yep. goes for a while. You don't, like, start talking about the next game. Less than six months after your live game has launched. What mm. the fuck is that all about? Um... But if they don't do anything with this and just abandon it and, and then they start start the fucking hype train rolling for the next game now, just do not buy into it. Nope. And more importantly, don't buy the fucking game. Nope. Um, I don't care what the fuck they offer, man. If they just abandon 2042 like that, that's me done with Battlefield. That That is just such... Just a, a fucking... Like, oh, that didn't go too well. Right, move on to the next one. Fuck it. Instead of going, hey, we can try and fix this. I mean, look at the games that have were launched as a bit of a disaster. That, like, it's not to say you can't turn a game around. Fucking, what do you call it? Is a great example. That one Fat Cat loves that No Man's Sky. That oh, there's loads. Even if you take live games, Rainbow Six Siege. Ah, launch. Was launch. Yep, and now it's a fucking esport giant. You you can fix is, a game. You can. Is turn it a it worse around. game than it was when it launched? Maybe, but. Uh, <laughs> It's it's fucking popular though. I tell you that. Yeah. The uh, the thing about that though is is they did things to that game that are uh, such Ubisoft shit. Like they like downgraded graphical quality pretty significantly for performance mm. um, because esports. Mm. But uh, yeah, I suppose that makes sense. But. Uh, yeah, it didn't launch in the best, uh, and they mm. stuck with it and got it there. Um, Destiny, De- yeah, fucking hell, that that was that was a mess at the start. Uh, if you look at Destiny two at launch and Destiny two now, they're like two different fucking games. Or even Des- the first Destiny at launch, so yeah. it was even worse. But uh, like, you have to keep in mind this is EA and they have a track record mm. with this kind of stuff because like Anthem. Ah, uh, that's true. I that that just. Got abandoned. Yep. The the the. If you don't have the ground running with EA, your Aye. your live games done. Fuck. <sighs> so I, I'm get from from the what we've been reading here and what they've basically came out and said. It just does look like they're abandoning, abandoned ship. Yeah. You wouldn't talk about the next game unless, unless no. that was the case. Unless you're, you're, you're basically saying... All that well, fucking hype and all that just to go, I didn't go too well, bye. Fuck him. Fuck him. So that April Fool's joke about uh, Bloodborne cart. Yeah, baby. It's out soon. <laughs> That's so, going to be amazing. So this is from... Uh, Lilith, Lil, Lilith Walther, um, who did the PS1 D-Mech, uh, which covers the first part of Bloodborne done in a PS1 style, down to the controls, no analog. Cracker, huh? Um, yeah, they are making Bloodborne cart. <laughs> oh, that's going to be and so And it'll fun. be coming out as soon as it's ready. Wait. I this this might be me chancing my arm. I must send that man a message and see if there's any way of getting that Bloodborne remake to run on the mini PlayStation. I don't know. It depends. Depends what it's. Mm. Um. Yeah, it depends what it runs on. I don't know. 
Might need to be fucking cool. Base, but this be so damn cool to have a, a Bloodborne remake running on a proper mini PlayStation. But yeah, fair play to him for turning an April Fool's joke into something he's actually working on. No, I, I, I don't want to assume their, their gender, but I'm assuming this is a woman with the, the name Lilith. Mm. And then in, in question marks it says PS1 goth girl, so... Ah, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That, that, that D-Mac worked very well. It so. was cracking fun. really was. I love the fact that they didn't add any modern controls the whole thing runs like a playstation one game yeah this what's your weapon you have to do it in the menu yep <laughs> oh brilliant it, it's good that they didn't get any uh I've, cease and desist no flack or anything like that I. but it's not like they were selling it um geez we're sort of all over the place here. that grand theft auto thing whatever well, i don't <laughs> get the point in that GTA Plus, uh-huh. uh, you pay them six dollars a month, and they'll they'll give you stuff. You know what? They should just rename that service. Pay to win. We really hit Red Dead. You couldn't do this with Red Dead because what would they give you? Well, that's what I mean. There's there's nothing to fucking do, and like they're still adding shit into this game. Fucking what? Ten years later. Wait, was there a subscription? Is there a subscription thing no. for Red Dead? No. No. There's a season pass and shit like that, but yeah, nothing like this. Yeah, I guess this doesn't do. This is obviously season passes. This is obviously because they have the free version now on the PS Five. Yeah, and they're obviously trying to get people, maybe like me, who's never bothered playing it before, and think, oh, if I, I pay a few bob a month, I'll be able to get. I don't think it's free shit. forever either. Is it not? I don't think so. I haven't. I want to say that eventually it'll. I know they want eight pound for the main game and the multiplayer is free. I would not go back to this pay to win bollocks. Nope. <laughs> just just wouldn't. Um GTA is one of those open world games I just got fucking bored of. Really did. Um I mean you can you can still create the chaos and do stuff like that and it can be fun. It's just that when you're in that lobby and you and your friends are actually trying to get something done mm. and some prick with a fucking flying bike and homing missiles is <laughs> uh, blowing you up for what a deck. no reason other than to be an arsehole. Yep. That's, I don't want to play that game. No, fuck him. Um, this is technically a TV show, but it's... Halo TV show, so I uh-huh. guess that counts. Fart in a spacesuit, hey. <laughs> Fart in a Molnir armor. <laughs> Very good. So the first episode of that new uh, series... Launched this week, didn't it? came it? out this week, mm. starring Pablo Schreiber as the Master Chief. Which, what I don't understand... Straight off the bat Who here. Who the fuck is this guy? Why didn't they just get the voice actor? Why didn't you get that guy? Just to do the voice? Just um, to do the voice of Chief. Like, 
We're not supposed to see Chief's face, but obviously this Pablo boy is all, no, I need people to know it's me. So yeah, that's the big controversy here is the very first episode, he took his goddamn helmet off and shows his face. Very first scene, apparently, as well. This is like minutes into it. Which uh, hasn't gone down well. Nope. Who could have fucking called that one? Mm. Jesus Christ. Like, um, we've gone six games over 20 years mm. not seeing this guy's face. Not wanting to either. And not having to, because, yeah, the Master Chief is a blank slate. Um, and he's whatever the player wants him to be mm. at the time. And now we've, <laughs> the TV show has gone, hi, he's, uh, looks like this generic ass looking guy. It's a generic looking bastard as well. Um, they could have battled him up, you know, give him a fucking. And this picture, he looks a bit more interesting, but. He looks sinister <laughs> there. He does. He looks like he's coming into your house to have you for dinner. But no, he's just, it's the most generic fucking thing ever. And like you say, it's just something we didn't want or need. Yeah, I don't, I don't get why. Um, Was this to make the, the TV show, like, to make people go, oh, you have to watch the show, you see Chief's face in Probably. it? But Probably. But why would you do it in the first episode? And then how could you not know enough, like, people would have, people do have reverence for the series and, and doing something. Like, if anyone's going to show what Master Chief looks like under that helmet, it should be the games. Yeah. And I get that the TV show is an adaption of the games and not the same. Uh, it's not, doesn't share canon. Like, it's in a... No. Com- it's but it thing. has that name and you're going to want fans to watch it. And but, now they probably won't. But it's something that's so core to the, the mm. series. of never seen his face and you just threw that out the window. Um... And your man that plays him is all like, "Oh well, we have to, we have to separate ourselves from from the game." It's like, why then? Why make a fucking Halo TV? Exactly. Why do it then? Why do it? Why not just make some <laughs> generic fucking space thing? Why make it Halo if you have to separate yourself? Yeah, I've said before, it's like it doesn't work because of the player's relationship between uh, mm. the their avatar. Uh, and interacting with the story in the game is so you cannot do it in a passive format and that's his excuse for doing this but it's like just don't fucking make your own space Mm. epic for fuck's sake um yeah and that's how you end up with all video game movies and tv shows being a bit shit Mm. I can't believe they did that in the first episode. That's nuts. Like, did they not do any sort of ask? You know, Q&A they, type things? Or yeah, uh, they go, it's like, what do you think of that? Because if you had actual Halo fans, would they not all stand up and be like, what are you doing? What the fuck? What have you done? Uh, well. It's like Judge Dredd fans when Stallone took the helmet off. Fuck, they were not happy. People lost their shit because the trailer had had a car. And it's well, that's right. I had a normal <laughs> car. <laughs> Why is this Ford whatever in the middle of fucking space? I wonder what they were. He's like, oh, Jesus Christ. They went mad at that. What are they going to do when they actually see the episode and he takes his helmet off? Oh, either that or the dumbasses behind the or in the studio. Well, oh, no. When he takes the helmet off, that'll sort it. 
That'll fix it. Everyone wants to see what this guy looks like and what kind of car he drives. <laughs> God damn. Right, uh, last game story then, shall we? Um, mm. So, uh, it's uh, been leaked. Leaked. So, not official. That the play, new PlayStation Plus offering, which is going to be very much like Game Pass, is going to be announced this week. This week. Mm. Um, and that will... In different tier systems, apparently. Well, yeah. The tier system stuff was out there before. Mm. Uh, I remember Jeff Grubb say, talking uh. about that before. Um, so the what you get now on PS Plus will be the first tier, um, which you got marked here, $10. I assume the price of that won't change. I better not. And We're you'll six ninety nine. You'll just be on the essential. Aye. That's what it's called. Uh, and then for thirteen dollars, which what seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine, maybe Aye. I would say, um, you will get. Um, what do you get? Yeah, what is the middle tier? What is the middle tier? A downloadable game catalog around 300 titles like the Game Pass. Mm. So probably just the downloadable stuff that is on... Uh, PS Now at the minute. PS Now at the minute, I would say. I. Then, the top tier, $16. Who knows? Uh, this is going to be probably closer to 15 quid a month. Because uh, that's how much uh, Game Pass Ultimate is. Uh. Um, this is the one we're interested in, though, to be fair. Yeah, this is the one you want. So this includes all your stuff from the bottom here. It includes the, that 300 title library that you can download and play. Uh, but then it also includes access to PS1, PS2, PS3, and PS3 games. Fuck you, PS Vita. Mm. <laughs> per Vita. They probably would be tricky to do, though, because a lot of them had touchscreen shit involved in them. Yeah, that was a bad idea. Hmm. Yeah, but the controllers have a touchpad on them. True, uh, actually. True. You can do that. You could have utilized that. Uh, the, you get extended demos and the cloud treatment that doesn't work. Mm. Those PS1, 2, 3, and PSP games, though. They better be downloadable. They better be downloadable. <laughs> Don't make me stream them on your shitty servers. Like, I've tried that PS now before. And all I was trying to do was play the first Red Dead before Red Dead 2 came out. And fuck me. And this was back when I had the good broadband, the, the, the high-end shit. And I kept blocking up and, you know, pixelating out and all. It was awful. Yeah, it does chug up. Chug up. That's the way we'll play yeah, it. It happens to me as well. Um, even on the Xbox one. It's not ideal. But if you can... Do play a game in literally any other way that doesn't involve streaming it, yep. you would do it. Yep. Like, you see the Switch thing they do? Is that streaming? For certain games. All right. Like Hitman. No, 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 no. I mean the thing they do with their NES and their SNES and that thing. No, I believe that's download. You download. I know you, don't, you can download. There's like a wee app. Do you have to load up that app and then you stream the games or do you download the games into the app? Is that how it works? I'm not sure. I've never actually done it, but I think, I think that's their, their... I know it's their emulating on the machine because emu uh, uh, right. their emulation is shit. Yeah, that's a good point. 
because I know they're cloud gaming because I tried that Hitman. Shite, hey. Yep. Shite. You can't even do a wired connection. No. The Switch has no Ethernet port. I will point out that as well. When I tried, this is the Microsoft one. I was trying to play Forza and that, that no, was that a horror game? Visage? Visage? Mm. Visage? Um, I was just curious. So it was this laptop here. Connected it to my TV, plugged the Ethernet into the laptop, and it ran like balls. Chugged away. Yeah. And you're not doing much. Nope. You're just walking around, picking up light bulbs, mm. getting scared by things. <laughs> but yeah, if you're going to do this, you better let us download these classic games. And you better have the Time Splitters library in there. Yeah. Bastards. Well, I guess that, that will inform whether you've been buying it or not. So. Yeah. Uh,. On to the wrestling then. Mm. Uh, first piece of business. Kind of sad, but not surprising. Triple H has announced that he is retiring from in-ring competition. I know last year he had a heart attack. Mm. Um, it seems that they maybe downplayed the seriousness of it. and Aye. he, I think he has a pacemaker. Mm. In now, so he just can't can't nah, do it anymore. You wouldn't ask him, do Jesus, his age. I uh, wouldn't be allowed to doctor thing. You mm. don't. Well, and, uh, and there's me saying his age, and we'll talk about Sting later. <laughs> yeah, he's fifty-two. Um, so on my modern wrestling standards, that's you know we got Chris Jericho running about there doing stuff and fucking lion salts and Sting. Uh. Um, but yeah. We we give Triple H a lot of shit, but uh, a guy who's so important for you know that attitude era was like my favorite era of like our favorite year of WWE, which would have been two thousand and two thousand one. I guess that those that two year period there, that is my favorite WWE stuff. Um, And he was right bang at the center of that. Was that the big year he came back? What was the year he came... He, I think that was 2001 now. All right. He in came back. He was massive. He blew the quad All right. in 2000. Because um, I always remember him coming back with, obviously, the bike jacket, you know, the, the leather jacket with yeah. the denim over it. Aye. And he was just fucking gigantic. Yeah. yeah. Spent a lot of time at the gym. Yep. He just blew up. Huh? And his stuffy with Mick Foley Aye. in 2000. Just, just yep. good shit. Um, yeah. Shit to see. And everyone's like saying all their, their their good stuff about him, so no one's being a dick about it. Nah, you you can't like. I know that like in that early two thousand period, he was there. Uh, was that the, the golden shovel era? Yeah, the golden shovel era, <laughs> the evolution and all. But like, he he also made a lot of guys. Like Randy Orton wouldn't be, yeah, and Batista, yep, wouldn't be where they were. Him. And then, then you look at NXT before, yep. Before they decided to start a Wednesday night war and then quickly retreated. Like he was doing really good stuff there. Uh, him and Regal built that basically, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Uh, we'll let him away with the Pissant Company. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Sh- I'm sure he's probably looking back at that, going, hmm, "Bad choice of words." <laughs> um. Yeah. Triple H, I don't, I, honestly, I didn't expect to see him in the ring again. Nah. That's what cool. was his last match in? 
Jesus. It's probably the Saudi was it oh, wasn't the Saudi one we against Kane and Undertaker, please tell uh was wasn't it? Was that his DX oh, that, against that's fucking depressing. Oh. I have to look this up. Uh, oh, is this going to be a whole article? Triple H last month. No, right. Uh, turn a tour of... That's televised. That doesn't count. Or untelevised. Well, actually, we will count that because that sounds yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. cool. We teamed up with Shinsuke Nakamura and took on Bobby Roode and Samoa Joe. Nice. There you go. There you go. Well, I'd, I'd take that over fucking that DX match with Kane and Undertaker. Because I, I, I only ever seen clips from that and I heard it was absolutely shocking. Yeah. Just four old men just struggling. Not being able to do very much. Um, it's in Saudi Arabia though, so it doesn't count. True, yeah. True. Or is that still the case? Because uh, that elimination chamber was was in Saudi Arabia this uh, year. That was their last pay per view. Uh, there this was that in March. Don't know. When is Mania next week? I think it's this weekend. It's this weekend coming. Ah, it would have been that one then. Because they do them monthly, don't they? Yeah, well, if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> if you're unlucky, you might get two. <laughs> I'm I'm glad AEW doesn't do multi pay per views. It gets you time to build up. Yeah, you, you got no a month isn't long enough. Just just not. Uh, the only the, I sound like I'm shit talking here, but I think the worst thing and WWF or E were wild bad for doing this at one stage was using pay per views to build story for the next pay per view. The point of a pay per view is it's meant to be big payoffs, not building shit. Yeah, they have their. A tier pay per views and their B tiers. Uh, so you know all your your fast lanes and your roadblocks or whatever the fuck. <laughs> so, so why is it all to do with the roads? roads? It's a pay per view supposed to be a big deal. Simple as that. Now you're paying money to watch this. You can't do twelve of those a year though. Nah. I, I mean, you can do specials. Yes, but but they're on TV. So, but they, they probably shouldn't be pay per views. Or no. Um. Was there something else wrestling related? You we were going to talk about it. it doesn't matter though. I just yeah, mentioned okay. that funny MJF interview where all the marks are being worked. Uh, yeah, MJF was talking up WWE in a Ariel Hawani interview. Um, MD, I, I don't read what people say on the internet because they don't say very smart things. Yeah. Um, so they, a lot of people believe MJF isn't happy in AEW and he can't wait to go to WWE. <laughs> This is MJF being MJF. Yep. And yeah. when his contract is up at AEW, will he consider going to WWE? 100 fucking percent he will. Yeah. If he has the potential to get more money, it would. Ha- if fucking Cody has done it, mm. then anyone can do it. Is he officially signed? Uh, I don't think officially, officially, but I think it's pretty much a done deal. Right, okay. Um, if they're doing this thing as well with Seth Rollins, he doesn't have a, an opponent for right. WrestleMania. Um, and keeps trying to get into other people's matches. Right. It's like, let me break your neck on a turnbuckle. <laughs> and, and then, um, 
so I think what will happen, he'll come out and be like, no one wants to fight me. And then Cody Rhodes will come out and probably use his music because he owns that. Oh, so he does, eh? Shite it. Nah. <laughs> will he be booed? Use this. <laughs> nah, they'll cheer the fuck uh, him. Imagine AEW <laughs> chance started, though. It could happen. Uh, nah, it's wrestling. Like it's take WrestleMania. It's too, too big. To, eh? No, I mean, if, if this is announced like on Raw or something. With Dickie's fans trying to take over the show? No, I, I, but I think this is going to happen at Mania. That, oh, just that, it'll happen that He night. will debut at Mania. All oh, right, okay. Fair dues. Like, I'm not going to do it tonight. I don't I don't know what show Seth's on, anyway, so. I tried to do that separate show thing. Anyway. Yeah, so, on the Dynamite. There's some some things to, to point out this here. This opening match was fucking amazing. Yeah, great opening match between CM Punk and Dax Harwood. Um, guy's not just a good singles wrestler. Uh, it is, on uh, this night, was the anniversary of Brett versus Stone Cold. Mm. Um, we, and we get Dax pulling out a sharpshooter. Sharp Brett is definitely come to AEW. Aye. And he's gonna do something with FTR. Yep. Um, they there was other hints with that um, best best there is mm. uh, promo with the books. Yep. Last week was it? Um, so dropping the hints there. We'll probably be seeing Brett soon. Uh, and obviously we got the own coming up. Yep. Which this week we get the first qualified match for Buddy yes. versus Mystery. Mystery opponent. Mystery. Uh, New signee. Is it a new signee or just... They're saying new signee. The new... Right. Per, new um, which I was thinking... Uh, Yuka Sakazaki. Uh, but technically not a new signee. Mm. But I think there's others coming from Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. So it could be someone we haven't seen. So who knows? This match was absolutely amazing. Hey? It was really good. Aye. Uh, like... Dax and Cash are both good singles and right. and uh, and tag team, obviously. Um, so I don't think, he, nah, you wouldn't do an FTR split. I no, do, no way. I do think they're turning face. Aye, I think you're right. That, well, you can't put Brett with him. Be, you would not. Nuts. I don't think. I, I I think if fucking Tony called them into the offices, we're going to split. See, they'd be like, no, <laughs> we're away to Ring of Honor. Aye. I'll split you there too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you would you that's just two guys you wouldn't split. Yeah, yeah. It's like it'd be like trying to split the box. Impact tried that and it didn't go well. Oh, Jesus Christ, hey. That's before they were famous. Yep. Is it? Do you remember they before made that, they even get started. Uh, they made that joke on was it dark? Sure, Brandon was all Oh, sure, you two turned against each other. It was a, an age ago. You've made a real impact. And they're all, oh, no, that doesn't count. Because <laughs> that's what they were. Oh, it was a generation that ago. Was generation me. Generation me. Matt and Nick Buck, they were called. That was the first time I ever saw them. I remember thinking, who are these hardy wannabes? Because <laughs> <laughs> they fucking were. They like. were, I. Big time. Um, it, uh, it, speaking of hardies. All right. Eight man tornado tag. I was enjoying this match up until a point. This is fucking nuts. It was, it was actually not a bad match. They were I, doing I, the right shit to keep it sort of. So you got an eight man tornado tag and everyone's going everywhere. They're out in the fucking concourse and everything. The poor guys in the truck. 
trying to keep up with that action, switching Aye. cameras. They must be like fuck, 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 fuck. Like you seen that video of them doing it once, and that was in a nor- that was for CM Punk's debut. Just walking to the ring too. Aye, him just walking to the ring. What's it like for a fucking match like this? I know. If you missed Jeff Hardy jumping off that fucking Aye. through the table, like what do you do there? Um. Yeah, this is crazy. Like Darby and Butcher fighting up the stairs out into the. I love the story they're telling between Darby and Butcher. They have this heat at the moment because it was yeah. obviously Darby put Butcher out, and then Darby couldn't beat Butcher it. last week. He had to get a count. Get out. a count out, eh? So I think there's definitely they're not done with Evans yet. There's a last man standing but- or something. Butcher will the Christ hit him up them stairs. Died, died. Um, Butcher's a monster. <laughs> Yeah, we get that big spot spot from Jeff Hardy where he climbs a Jeff Hardy ladder and instead of jumping off a ladder, he's like on a ledge yep. up, <laughs> up on the ceiling and, and comes off the, the tables through Butcher, through Butcher and Blade, and Blade uh, taking him out. We Then we get the fucking Sting. Uh, see, the, see, when they were setting him up for the gin and juice, I was like, this isn't happening. Yeah, yeah There's yeah. no fucking way Sting is... Flipping himself over for gin and juice here. And it was... What happened was worse. Yeah. So first off, he sells... He no-sells a chair shot from... Aye. One a private party. Uh, no, Quinn. Sells yeah. it from Quinn. And then you're like, ah, here we go again. Yeah. Young tag team getting fucking emptied by old man Sting. Yep. Um, and then they, they start to get the better of them. You say they get him set up for the gin and juice. Yep. And I was like... Oh, no. is, are they gonna? Fi- is he gonna fucking take a pin like he fucking should be? Put the young guys over? No. Nah. It makes an absolute pig's ear of it. Uh, fucking couldn't stand up into uh, the scorpion death drop, and you're like, Jesus, is he okay? Uh, Get a doctor. <laughs> um, and then those, he did that mad dive at the start as well. Yeah, there's no call for that. He have looked you? like he was. I didn't know what way he was gonna fall. It's the, the most careful fucking outside dive where like we need everyone here Aye. to catch us like come on sting I, jump he's an old man but he's a big old man as well <laughs> yeah he's like, not a small guy so he's at least uh, six four six five and he's still over that 200 mark like he's and he's falling. The crowd is into it and i don't get it but there you go through the crowd are losing their mind for it as well uh, and I feel like sometimes with the only, well, you obviously aren't a fan of it either. But and I uh, love Sting too. There's a yeah. worse thing. He is one of my childhood favorites, but even I'm but getting like, to the point where it's like, right, guys, come on here. You you watch, like, listen to things like reviews of the show, like the, the Fifle guys, and, and they'll be critical AEW on things, but then it comes up with this thing. You're like, right, they're going to rip this to shreds. Like, no, they loved it. What are you talking about? What the fuck are you watching? <laughs> The nostalgia for Sting is fucking ridiculous. You use her like fuck rose tinted glasses. <laughs> You've got fucking rose tinted eyeballs. What the <laughs> fuck? Jesus Christ! Like, I thought I would be the one at this point, but <laughs> still be going. Oh, this is great, but even it's uh, getting a, a bit long. To, like once or twice, right? Grand, give people their moment. Ah, Sting doing the Sting thing, but uh, at this stage, you're like, he's just burying come on. young guys. No, this is. When, he's making a triple H. He's putting them to shame. <laughs> When's his match against Hangman? Ah, fuck me. Oh, Christ. Just no-sell the buckshot and... Uh, oh, I don't dodgy know. death drop and we're Do- done. Dodgy death drop. 
Um, Back to good shit now. Yeah. FTR. Um, oh, I Gun Club. They were out during Dax's match right. talking shit. So FTR's like, you are dead next week. <laughs> I love that. You are dead. Okay. Top guys out. Top guys out. Uh, Varsity Blondes get offered up a sacrifice <laughs> to John Moxie and Brian Danielson. And that's, that's just what it is. I kept expecting Julia Hart to do something here. Uh, she never she, did. Wild sauce. I thought she was going to get in the ring and William Regal was going to clash her. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um. Yeah, this was this wasn't a bad match. What's your feelings on Griff now? Have they changed at all? Nope. Still here, Griff. Great getting. Okay. Great seeing him get his head kicked on. <laughs> but yeah, this um, Moxley got on the mic uh, and basically said, "Step up if you can." What are they called? The Blackpool Blackpool something club or Blackpool Violence Club or something like that. <laughs> They have a t-shirt and all, so they do. Oh, Black, Black Bull, Bull Combat Club. Black Bull Combat Club. What did, uh... What did Dan Isaac call it? The Wrestle Boys? Or the, re- the Technical Wrestle Boys. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to join the Technical Wrestle Boys. He's just getting the ring and William Regal slaps him and he's in. That's, that's how that works. Um, MGF with Sean Spears. Um... Says a lot of shit about Wardlow, calls him a greedy wee pig. Greedy wee pig. <laughs> greedy little pig, I guess. Um, refers to them as piggy the whole way. Wardlow does come out. Um, the security guards, all 15 of them, stop him. Um, and then MJF points out he doesn't work for AEW, he works for MJF. Um, and he's going to keep paying him, but <laughs> he's not coming to TV anymore. Mm. You see what they've actually done? He's, he's not on the AW site as an employee. Is he not? No. He never was, apparently. This is the thing. Yeah. He's, he's never worked for AEW, so... Nice. Um, I didn't know that. He also calls out CM Punk. He does. And says, well... We're not done yet. Now, here's the thing. That all the people didn't... If he wants another match with CM Punk, you can't go to WWE. There's mm. no fucking way CM no. Punk's ever going back there. Um... <clears throat> yeah, and then they say the pinnacle is stronger than ever. Uh, I, I <laughs> don't think so. You're losing FTR. Yeah, they are. Um, I wonder will they get another tag team to replace him and keep it going? I could see that happening. Oh, who would you get? Fuck you. Uh, but it's AEW. You many, many acclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd fit now. <laughs> I don't. Max Caster on Twitter keeps calling MJF his boyfriend. <laughs> he's been doing this for months now. <laughs> he's, he's really annoyed that MJF won't reply to him and all. But he keeps going, why do you keep why do you keep dissing me, baby? And all this <laughs> He's fucking hilarious on Twitter. But sorry. That's, that's why that came into my head. Just them too. Uh next match we have a a fucking Ring of Honor main event if I've ever seen one ah, this was actually a fantastic match as well it was I Jay Lethal versus Adam Cole um, and this seems to be setting up something for Jay Lethal mm. who is going to be at the Supercard Ring of Honor, Honor Supercard this weekend taking on Lee Moriarty who is his protege um, so it's the Supercard of Honor this weekend yes yeah, well. so it's on the 1st of April it's a Friday 
Right, because I know that uh, that impact thing, that multiverse of matches they're doing as well. Is this? It's obviously what do you it's call Mania it? Weekend. Uh, it's Mania Weekend. WrestleCon. It's Mania Weekend. That's where you've got so. FT. No, it's you've the Briscoe. So we're calling it. Oh, it's WrestleCon. Let's call what it is. It's Mania Weekend. Mania Weekend. Sorry, it's uh, we all just happen to go to this one city where it just happens to be where WrestleMania is. Yep. Don't know how that happened. That was uh, you've got the Briscoes against uh, the Good Brothers. Then at that thing. And then at the Supercard, you've got FTR in the Briscoes, don't you? You do, yes. Jeez, the Briscoes are busy this weekend, hey? They are. We're folks. Um, yeah, great match here. Uh, Fantastic. Kate O'Reilly and Bobby Fish cause a bit of mm. uh, distraction, and uh, Adam Cole gets the punch to the dick to get the win. Yep. Uh, and we did get that, that promo... Afterwards, then of oh, Jay Lethal being like, "What the fuck? There's ah, got to be a better way." There's got to be a better way because he's always lost the two cheaters. That's basically yeah, it. he's uh, lost the cheaters, and that's um, that's four 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 two to to Adam Cole and the the overall mm. um score of 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 those two. Uh, but I I love the way they're doing this. The that's just count the ring of honor stuff now. yeah i love the that's fact just, that they call back to their hit yeah. they they have history before AEW existed huge history adam cole would have taken didn't adam cole take the title off yep. jay lethal and but even if you've got people who have more than that excalibur will call back to their indie days and things like that yeah i love the fact that AEW just acknowledge that hey before we were here these guys actually wrestled you know and they they know each other very well whoever they may be yeah they don't rename you butch and then just pretend <laughs> you never existed before Budge. Jesus Christ. <laughs> budge. <laughs> all about the budge. Uh, we get Sammy Guevara and Ty oh. Conti in the ring. Um, this was a wee bit cringy. Uh, Sammy cuts the fucking white meat baby face. It was such a I white... Do it, I do it for you people. I do it for you people. Just uh, matter of having a title. Uh, <laughs> and then Lambert comes out. Yeah, Lambert doesn't know how to insult a woman. Without without just saying you're calling her a whore, that's yeah. all he's got. Yep, it's shite. Mm. Think of something else because it's all you've done. Um, did like the moment in this where they're like, Sammy's like, uh, um, living in your your head, <laughs> your head rent free, and, and your mouth. Uh. <laughs> you that, that belt you're kissing, you don't know what we did with it when I had it. Have you seen this photo everyone's talking about? Is it the, the both lying there on the bed? And they're blaming Fuego for taking the photo of Fuego. He's like, I didn't take that goddamn photo. <laughs> they're posing. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, Dan Lambert's good. His reaction to that was very good. Uh, yeah, picking the belt up like it's uh, toxic uh, waste. and um, So he gets around to call himself Co-TNT. Why does the Scorpio turn around and go, fuck up you? Ah, <laughs> uh, brilliant. Uh... Red Velvet versus Layla Hirsch. Uh, Chris Statlander is banned from ringside and the inevitable happens. Layla cheats and wins. Yep. Why? Right. All Statlander did was stop her from whacking her with yep. the turnbuckle and and making the match fair. What she did, though, was clever. She put one down the back of the tights and yeah, then held one. Yeah, so yeah. then he took that one off. So he just cracked her with the other yeah. one. Uh, that, that was good. Um, but who made the call to ban Statlander? I don't know. And but whoever it is is uh, um, the moment the bell was rung. That was it. Uh, Statlander's legally came tearing out. <laughs> Fuck this. Bell's rung, right? 
I like Brett. That, that was Bryce doing that. He's he's really good referee. Aye. I like the, the way um, you know Uno does the the yeah. leg thing, <laughs> and Bryce is like, well, he does maybe he like puts a hands up and goes, and he's like, what the hell, Bryce? <laughs> <laughs> that was what's that on elevation? I think it might have been. Aye. What the hell, Bryce? <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um. We get Thunder Rosa coming out, uh, immediately interrupted by Vicky Guerrero, mm. uh, which is like, fuck up, Vicky Guerrero. Uh, and then, but Vicky Guerrero doesn't get to speak for long because uh, Nyla Rose pulls out a surprise bitch. Surprise bitch. And knocks the shit out of her. Yep. Nyla Rose being the go-to, here's your first challenger. Right. Which is a good... It like, it's a good know. spot to have. Yeah. No, but she's a good person to, to oh, be yeah, she, the first, yeah, it makes to you look legitimize your, uh, your, your title reign. You're uh, going to beat this monster. Former champion as well. Yeah, uh, 100%. 100%. Um, uh, then the main event, which is the Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Dark Orders. John, um, a bunch of Dark Order guys. Silver and Reynolds. <laughs> Silver and Reynolds. <laughs> Hi, what I'm on about was Jericho and Garcia versus Silver. Why did I think this was a multi-man match? Maybe because of all the names fucking there. Fucking names. People were in the outside. Daddy Magic. <laughs> he has crazy eyes. <laughs> it does. But he's actually really good at doing that old school 80s, you know, shouting at the camera yeah. shit. Was it there, bro? They cut the promo on the show where they were backstage looking for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston, I... That's the one thing about this is like, why bring up Eddie Kingston and Santana Ortiz uh, in a promo ahead and then not have them be here? Because you're kind of setting a precedent then. They're like, oh, where are they? They're not here. And I was like, um, y- you kind of assume they're going to do something at the end of this, which I, they didn't. Uh, waiting for something, but. Hmm. Yeah, nothing happened. Like, yeah, Garcia and Jericho just won. Yeah, although, again, John Silver does that shit where he takes out everybody. Yeah, aye. He's so good at the, that just being a wee human bowling ball. Yeah, Silver and Reynolds are really exciting. They, they, they're one of the best, like, hot tags in, yep. in that. Is it better than Lucha's horses? <sighs> People lose their shit for that. Johnny Hungies. Which one is it? Mm. Who's, who's got the better hot tag? Oh, I don't know. Also, like the way Jericho kept just calling him Hungy. Uh, I didn't know as well that, that we photograph of him as well, meeting Jericho. Yeah, I. It's because Jericho's obviously been around that long. All these AEW boys are meeting him when aye. they're young. Where he was only the size of one of his arms. <laughs> He's a brick shithouse, that wee man. Rampage, then. Yes. So. We get Archer versus Dustin Rhodes. Decent but, match. Eh, it was grand. Um, it was but, more what happened after was the big yeah. thing. It was very, very, very slow sort of match. Um, then I afterward... So Dustin got the win, didn't he? But Archer obviously just went insane. Yeah, and beat up his students. Yep. Beat up the students, busted him open, put him through a table. Because oh, I will I will say, when they were in Austin, I was like, 
I think I'm gonna have him losing his hometown. But it's also Dustin Rose hometown. No, 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 no. Is it not? That's what I mean. Were they gonna have Dustin lose in his hometown? Oh, right, right. Because Archer's Hearn, Texas, and he's very proud of that. Hearn, Texas. Was it not? They were in El Paso. They were, or was it Austin? Was San Antonio last week? San Antonio last week. And it was Austin this week. And Austin is Dustin's hometown. Too big. (laughs) Texas is fucking massive. Too many places for fuck's sake. And then this was the Jay Lethal part we were talking about. Yeah, Jay Lethal talking about being a better way. And then, um, <laughs> that's right. Fuego Del Sol decided to commit suicide. <laughs> what the fuck was he thinking? What was he thinking? So someone had Fuego a mic, and he decided he's going to cut a fucking promo on the House of Black and say... By himself. By himself, ready to go. So they show up and murder him. The murder. Like, at first I thought, right, is it just going to be one of them? And then all three lights came on. I was like, nah, he's dead. He's fucking dead. <laughs> it's going to be a massacre here. It's going to be a massacre here. Love it. Um, <laughs> Does Fuego join, join the House of Black? Well, obviously when they were leaving, the Dark Order came out. Yeah, that's interesting. That they like, hey, we're the original spooky perverts. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I'm excited about, though, Stu Grayson's getting back in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that could be some some good matches out of that. Aye. That'll be fucking... Act Grayson and Malachi Black, because he's been wanting that from a long time. Yes, now. yes. Uh, so this will be... His, that's his number one, if I could wrestle anyone in AEW, Malachi yep. Black. So he's oh. finally going to get it, and that'll be amazing. Do you ever watch... I know it's a bit off topic quickly. Do you ever watch Evil Uno's vlog? I do, yes. Do you ever see the, 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 the vlog section, as Stu calls it? Yes, yeah, Jim. He's very funny. He's uh, fucking hilarious. I, I like the one where he's like Ed, reviewing this gym and then right at the end went, It's my gym! <laughs> <laughs> this is mine! <laughs> the where he's always talking about the microwave. They had a microwave. I am so happy. <laughs> Look how happy I am. <laughs> but yes, he is very, very funny, man. And he's obviously an absolute monster as well. He doesn't look it. But do you ever see him bench pressing a human when he didn't have any weights? He was using this woman. No, I never saw that one. Bench pressing her because he couldn't find any weights. <laughs> so yeah, he, it's going to be good to see him back in the ring again. Uh, we got Lambert and Scorpio and Ethan Page. That's right, the door is closed. No, no, no open more challenge. open challenge. You got to so. earn it. How's that gonna work? Do you have to be just top five ranked or what? Or uh, don't know. They, or is they, this they, Scorpio deem you worthy? Could be. I kind of put. I, I, I do. Romero. He was like, it wasn't an open challenge. He just came for you. <laughs> he challenged you. <laughs> that was amazing, though. He must be back soon. I hope so, because fuck, I love Miro. I I love that though. Just like you don't get a say. I'm challenging you. <laughs> Good news, you got a title shot. <laughs> Bad news, it's, it's Miro. <laughs> Uh, we've got five and ten, Alan Angels and Preston Vance uh, versus Red Dragon. <laughs> Decent match. It's grand. Um, ten just looking like a beast as always. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we get the after the fucking match fucking Adam shenanigans. Uh, Adam or the tag team champions, uh, Jurassic Express, come out for the save. Um, Foolishly leave their belts at ringside. Yes. 
Adam Cole stays <laughs> still in the belt. So he now has the world title and the tag team uh, titles. Uh, and he's just stealing them. Just stealing like belts. We bastard. Forget belt collector. He's the belt thief. There's <laughs> <laughs> something about it. I, I, I like a good belt thief uh, angle. <laughs> I, love the, I, I love the fact it's not just the one. He's just stealing <laughs> everything. He's just having to be a real fucking shit about it as well. Uh, Fucking uh, Thunder Rosa better keep her eye on her belt. That's all I'm uh, saying. Jesus, you're right. That could end up stealing it and, and giving it to Brett. Brett. <laughs> Would've been funny if she still had it. He stole it from Brett though. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that's we're we're not done with this sort of. Mm. Lucha Soros, Jungle Boy, and Adam Page versus Adam Cole and uh, Red Dragon. Red Dragon. No animosity there between uh, the Dark Order guys and and uh, Jurassic Express. Since you know Dark mm. Order got ditched for that six man. Um, we have a squash match. Yep, Nyla Rose does some murder. And then we have. Hook being presented with a certificate of accomplishment I, by QT. I will give Jericho one thing. He came out with a belt and line here when Hook was coming to the ring. He's all, Hook looks like someone's poked him to get him out of bed and he's really annoyed about it. <laughs> Aaron Solo was there and uh, Hook rams him into the frame of the certificate, smashing it and then leaves. And then Danhausen comes out and curses Hook, but it doesn't work. And he just leaves. He's too powerful. He's too, too powerful. powerful. Get away from there, Dan Housen. Yeah, stay away from that. We love you and all, but stay away from that. And then we have a, an excellent match to, oh, to finish, so finish out. Uh, Ricky Starks versus Swerve Strickland. Um, I swear if I, he is champion material. He is. Great on the mic. Great in the ring. I did love, actually, even Full the promo before package. the match, the two of them just... Jibberjacking back oh, and forth. Aye, and aye. Mark Henry had the like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, the Mark Henry promo, but um, having a good old argument. Because um, both these guys are great in the mic. Aye. Um, I'll, uh, Hobbs gets himself involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is for the FTW champion. Yep. Um, now that's what leads to the, the, the Rochambeau and Ricky Starks retaining the title. Um, and then the entourage came down and the moment there was a big sign I was like <laughs> somebody's going through that <laughs> oh yeah because uh, Ricky Starks had his three wee uh, yeah his barber his fucking Jericho did not like that boy touching his chair <laughs> no, no he didn't uh, uh, they had the, the sign uh, you knew well, the, they came down to the ring with a side two guys holding it one guy's just lurking behind it and then you see the other pair of feet and then he goes flying through the sign and it's Keatley <laughs> Aye, so that's go, that's gonna be a sum match. If I don't know if they'll do a tag match with Swerve and Lee, or it'll be a big one on one between them two big boys. Yeah, I think there, there's there, there's definitely gonna be a tag match here. Mm. I think I think uh, we'll get a tag match. Um, that's wrestling. That nah, was good. It was. Yeah, it was actually a very, very enjoyable dynamite. I actually, some people thought the hook thing was pointless and stupid. I really it was enjoyed. funny. It was it was the, it was the Mickey Pop. Uh, hook being 
Why is this kid so over for doing next to nothing? Are you not popped? Oh, I loved it. Are you not are popped? Are uh, pointless? If you think about it, the entire fucking thing's pointless. Bunch of grown-ass men fighting over fake titles. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't know if they thought the Danhausen bit was pointless or the whole Hook thing was pointless, but even at that, that's to show that Hook is so powerful that the curse doesn't even work on <laughs> People want a tag team, though, called Hookhausen. That would be good. Because <laughs> you'd have, obviously, your... Silent beast and this crazy little maniac. Super, super serious, along with comedy guy. Yep. Uh, but something tells me Hook will be, when he wants to be, he'll be funny as hell as well. Because even at the award ceremony, remember, he didn't say a fucking word. Yeah. And then Scorpio Sky was all, I still want to be his friend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was another good week. Hey? Very, very funny. Very, very enjoyable. Looking forward to the the match they announced uh, the triple threat the Stu and Uno and Fuego against the House of Black. Just excited to see Stu in the ring again. Yeah, they probably. I don't think in that match they'll give you much of Stu and Malachi. I wonder will they tease that shit out? Because I think that everyone's well aware if you know you listen to the podcast and shit. This is Stu's fucking dream match. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, like, how aware the crowd is of, of that, though. Mm, true. Are they anticipate, or is that just them, like, sort of being If Stu lifts Brody King up for that backbreaker. I would just say he probably could. I, yeah, that's what I mean. That that's, that's it. He's the strongest man in AEW if he pulls that shit off. Yeah, he's a strong motherfucker, hey, and I, I can't wait for this. But yeah, that's I'm very, very excited for that. But I guess that's us done for this week. I guess it is. Go play Ghostwire. It's brilliant. Is it? It's fucking excellent. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying it because I was hearing some sort of meh views of it. I, uh, the up. I think maybe that was maybe the medium difficulty. Crank it up the hard and enjoy. Uh, well, we're off then. We shall see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.